And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am so excited today because for several shows that we've been having on, I've deviated a bit from that topic of social media. And I'm so excited today because we're talking social media, and we are talking social media with the fabulous Drake Rio. So welcome, Drake. Thank you, Deb, for the warm welcome. I'm glad to be here. Well, you know, we are going to have so much fun, and Drake and his organization are social media experts, so this really is going to be very informational and, and, and very informative for folks. But let me tell people before we jump into this a little bit about you. Sure. Okay, so 13 years ago, Drake got his start in business by collecting fellow middle school peers desired music playlists pre-iPod era, and he would go home, create, and burn customized CDs from LimeWire and sell them. I like this. I like this. We love entrepreneurs. In December of 2012, Drake decided to drop out of Baylor University to pursue his dream as an entrepreneur in Dallas. The first couple of years, he worked as a traditional network marketer, doing home and hotel meetings to sell companies' products, services, and business opportunities. While doing so, he realized the way in which the world was starting to market business businesses was changing drastically and that the old, traditional methods just weren't getting the job done anymore. The likelihood of growing a digital-first social media agency business in a time when social and digital media marketing were grossly underestimated sounded impossible, but it wasn't to Drake. He took to the internet world, building relationships with clients all across the country and glowing and, and growing his company, Influence Media's brand. Fast forward to now, Influence Media has grown to be recognized by some of the largest people in the marketing industry and has improved numerous businesses' online presence and marketing ROI per year. He's continued to use that same business savvy, along with a group of visionary intellects, to build Influence Media, a new breed of social media agency that helps small and mid-level businesses, celebrities, and personal brands to find their social media voices and build their digital brands. Drake also recently purchased and became co-owner of Dapper Deals Club, an online designer fashion accessory brand that is inspired by city life modern art, and music, bringing elegant pieces to life. Founded with the vision to serve men's and women's entrepreneur fashion market, Dapper Deals Club is now a global renowned brand, consistently introducing new yet classic pieces at a revolutionary prices. Whew! Okay, <laughs> when do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'd say about two to five hours in between each day. You know, a little naps oh, here and there. <laughs> oh. You are a youngster, yeah, you know, yeah. except I've discovered that 
I do better on less sleep also. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things that is, it's just kind of weird. And I saw, and you know, I, I saw this on Facebook multiple times that the, the big entrepreneur folks, um, you know, that, that, uh, you know, the Richard Branson's, the Steve jobs, people like that, they actually had, you know, have very little sleep, right. um, you know, and, and I think part of it is doing the power nap thing, but anywho, Oh, holy cow. Digress. <laughs> of course, all that did was make me sleepy. Uh, so uh -oh. first, tell us about Influence Media and the services that you provide. Definitely. So Influence Media was established as strictly just a social media agency back in December of 2014. And I really um, founded the company for the sole fact that I had faced the problem that we solve, right? And as a individual entrepreneur uh, or as a solo entrepreneur, um, I didn't know properly how to market my business in the day and age that I was, you know, operating and running my business. And so um, there was a lot of pain points for me, you know, whether it be my time or um, sacrificing, you know, time with family and spending all my resources driving to and from different, you know, live meetings and events and things of this nature and you know one day I was brought to my attention by my family like hey you know you're neglecting your work at Baylor you're neglecting your schoolwork and you're ne neglecting the family events and things of this nature and I was like well yeah maybe there I know there is some point of of leverage there right where it goes right. from you know all the way to you know taking away and sacrificing things that maybe not need to be sacrificed versus mm -hmm. um you know doing what you have to do. And so I realized, you know, I should have been using at that point in time and leveraging the internet, right? It's, it's a, it's an awesome tool that puts the world at our fingertips. And so I, right. I learned different internet marketing strategies to kind of help, um, buy some of my time back to be, to extend mm -hmm. the brand awareness and bring in customers almost, um, on autopilot. Now, obviously there's still some work that goes behind building a brand and setting up all of the funnels and things of this nature. Right. Um, but that's the reason why we started. So here's okay. how we kind of packaged the services or kind of came about that was, um, obviously content marketing is huge and, and something that a lot of people struggle with. Right. right. And so it's really right. about understanding how to produce content that brings value, but it's, it, 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 brings value around the product or the service that you offer, not necessarily like, Hey, here's my product purchase this. So, uh, I kind of went in and, and understood and, and, and learned and taught myself about some of those things. And, um, that's how we got started. Great. Well, do you think that it, that you took to this more readily because you are kind of that that younger demographic and and I ask that because I think that is where people of my generation struggle they they didn't grow up with computers you know I'm I'm not going to tell you how old I was the first time <laughs> I touched a computer but I was I was you know it, <clears throat> I was old um, <laughs> and but you know we we didn't grow up doing that we didn't grow up texting all of those things and so do you find that it does come to you easier, but more importantly, that because it does, you that's really why you have an affinity for it. I would say, I would say yes. It, to a certain extent, it does provide me leverage, as well as I feel that it was almost a part of the DNA because of the time that I grew up in, right? So mm -hmm. I do think that's an advantage. However, I think you know that advantage only lies in the technicalities or the 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 methods right or the the right. the, the technology um i think right. you know media hasn't changed right it's the same game over and over and over the only things mm -hmm. that are changing are just the the devices in which you know we're using to 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 express our messages 
Mm-hmm. Um, so now I would say that, you know, in dealing with, you know, uh, agency owners and other social media marketers and managers, again, I think that is going to be one step above, you know, dealing with someone who maybe have come from a different era and is trying to apply what they know, you know, in terms of old fashioned media or outdated methods to what, what mm-hmm. is working now. Great. You know, and, and I love that you still have that basis of, you know, it's, it's that marketing tool. You right. know, I think there are so many people and, and it doesn't matter what age they are that really see social media as different. You know, they're, they're giving a different message there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I work with clients, I tell them, you know, you do a Facebook post to drive people to your website, to your blog, you know, and, and then when they're there, they should be seeing the same type of messaging. Right. And, you know, how many do, times do we see social media posts and, and, you know, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, you know, all those various platforms that are just kind of on their own. They're totally, in, you know, it, it doesn't match anything else. And, and I think that's where people get confused. Yeah, I would agree. There's no, I think a lot of people struggle with congruency of their message and understanding. I think, the, the fundamental problem is probably just understanding the nativity of each platform and right. what the use of that platform is. I think if we understood that first or if, you know, marketers and business owners took the time to do that first and foremost, mm-hmm. then it would be so much easier to equate whatever message and type of style of their message and branding um, in, in, a, in a more congruent manner to where it makes sense, you know, when the person when the, when the person comes into the ecosystem from, let's say, a social media platform and then goes through the process and gets integrated completely, you know, down to, you know, the sales page or the blog or the website. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it is a big challenge that needs to be needs to be addressed. And um, that's kind of what we do <laughs> in a sense is, cool. you know, we'll, we'll go in and we'll do that social analysis. Obviously, we already have the um, foundational knowledge of each platform. And that's part of our job is, you know, staying up to date with the different changes of each platform and understanding what is it that viewers are coming uh, or users and consumers are coming to these platforms for, and then once we've done that and um, you know got in touch with the brand and, and really understand where they're coming from, then we can kind of mirror or marry those two up and right. uh, and create a symbiotic relationship. Cool. You know, I'd, I'd love to discuss each platform because mm-hmm. I think that's where people really mess up is they assume a post that they put on Facebook can also go on LinkedIn and mm, I'm guilty of that one. (laughs) Um, But then it can also go on Twitter. It can also go on Instagram, all of those things. So let's just kind of start at the top and, and give me your philosophy about each platform and why people are there and, and, you know, kind of how businesses should be using it. So let's start with Facebook. Sure, sure, sure. I think Facebook is the, is the giant, so we, it's probably uh, appropriate to start with them. The, the cool thing about Facebook is you have to look at where it originated from, right, and to kind of mm-hmm. understand, okay, how it's evolved and how is it being used relevantly in today's day and age. I think um, with Facebook, how it started as a, as a piece to just connect students, you know, um, that went to the same school, you know, and right. it required you to have a, uh, a, a college, um, email address and whatnot, just so that mm-hmm. you would know, kind of, you know, be able to connect a little further from mm-hmm. offline to online. Right. And so it's the boys dorm wanted to talk to the girls dorm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's how I see it, you know, still in today's day and age, obviously it's a little more evolved, but I, I see businesses just wanting to talk to um, talk to their consumers prior to 
uh, or, or pre-Facebook era, you know, the only way to communicate was, you know, really there was no communicate. There, there was no way to communicate at the scale that Facebook allows uh, businesses right. to do in this day and age. Right. You could send emails. You mm -hmm. could pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. You could you could meet in person, but that was so individual and and so one on one. Exactly, and so cold. I think to a, to a certain extent. I think what mm -hmm. Facebook did is it broke down the barrier to where people could actually see behind the brand, right? Like, right. I want to know the people and the types of people, the types of belief systems and the, the daily activities of the people that are, you know, performing the service or product that's being offered to me. So that way I'm, I'm sure and more positive that I'm making a right buyer decision. Um, right. And I think that's what Facebook allows us to do. Now. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why we tell clients that, you know, it, it is about having that personality on yes. Facebook. You know, that we, to, to, you know, a large degree, we don't do business with a brand. Right. It is more, and, and which is funny because it used to be, you know, you had the, you know, say that the, the housewife who bought Tide detergent, she bought Tide detergent no matter what, <laughs> you know, all of those various things. Or we went to X restaurant and we went to that place no matter what. And, you know, and, and it got it got very cold and impersonal, and but you develop brand loyalty, and okay. some of that though was just you know you you didn't want to have to look elsewhere. Right now that you have all of these opportunities and these options, that's where I think businesses fall down is they forget that they need to to tell a story about why you should buy their detergent or why you need to to come to their restaurant or or whatever it is, and they lose they they still don't have that personal touch. I agree. And it's, it's unfortunate because again, Facebook allows you to, it, it allows you to do that at scale, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, you're having, you're still having a one-on-one -on -one, um, interaction with your consumer, but it's so much more efficient to do it now. And I think because we've got inside of this, uh, this, this mindset of, you know, we don't have enough time as, mm -hmm. as individuals, as just regular citizens, as business owners, entrepreneurs, that we neglect you know, that one person and that one person right. could lead to several, several, several different consumers. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's just like this. It's, it's cool because, and I guess this is a good segue into, into the Twitter platform, but, you know, again, you know, pre Facebook and Twitter era, you know, let's say I went to a restaurant and I had a bad experience. The food was horrible and the service was horrible as well. What I would mm -hmm. do is I would go home and I would tell my six closest friends, the ones that come right. over on Saturday or Sunday to watch the football game, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. But what happens in today's day and age and what I don't think that people have really grasped is that, you know, somebody comes to your, let's say you have a brick and mortar business or even let's just say you have an online e-commerce store. Right. And mm -hmm. somebody has, you know, a similar experience. It's, it's, you know, bad service and you didn't get the product that you wanted or were guaranteed. They're not only going to go to their six closest friends anymore. They're going to go to Twitter and in less than 30 seconds and in less than 140 characters, they're going to tell uh, 6,000 people as opposed to six people. <laughs> right. So, and then those 6,000 people tell their 6,000 exactly, friends. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I think it's so much, it's so very important that we don't neglect that one person or that one-on-one -on -one interaction and actually use it, um, and leverage, leverage the opportunity that we have to engage that experience at scale. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we do so much research online now. And, you know, it's it's funny because 
for almost every product or business or you know something like that that I'm getting ready to go to for the first time or or buy for the first time I do online research. Definitely. You know, if I'm on Amazon, I look at reviews. If it's, you know, say a mechanic, I look at Yelp. You know, all of these things, hotels and and restaurants in particular, I look at TripAdvisor, you know, all of those things. And all it takes is for me to see one or two negatives mm -hmm. to really th start thinking, "Hmm." But then I look at a response. If it got a response, mm -hmm. it's from that business. Exactly. I'm happy with exactly because that that shows yep. that they care. It shows that right. they're not perfect, but they care. And I think that's the mm -hmm. that's the uh, that's the white space that a lot of businesses are not um, entering themselves into. Is right. that they can spearhead, you know, these these negative reviews or negative experiences and spearhead them in a way that maybe can even um, eliminate them. Right. Right. So. Well, and of course, the the cool thing is if you've got all these these fans of your your product or your service or your brand. They're going to jump on that bandwagon too Definitely. and say, you know, yeah. this, this was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it was funny. One of the, I mentioned hotels on TripAdvisor. We were traveling and, and I was looking online and, and this hotel got this horrible review. Mm -hmm. And, and the person said, you know, it was loud. It was noisy. The, when the, the people got out of the bar, they were in the parking lot and blah, blah, blah. And, and it was the funniest response in the world. The hotel said, ma'am. You, I, we believe, you know, we're, we're very sorry that you had this bad experience. I mean, that was, that was great first way to start. They said, however, we believe that you have the wrong hotel that you are commenting on because we don't have <laughs> any bars around our property. And, okay. and it was really funny because, you know, so we went ahead, we went there, but if I'd just seen that first part, right. that it was loud and noisy, I would have selected somebody else. And, and they truly did not have, uh, they were surrounded completely and totally by car dealerships. Wow. So, um, and, but the bad part was she didn't go back and acknowledge, you know, now she may have never seen it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that that's highly possible, but, but because they took the time to respond, right. I took the time to make my reservation. Exactly. Exactly. And not only does that, you know, does that save them on one purchase or one, you know, one stay? But I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure, again, you know, as lo so long as they continue to be consistent and build that brand loyalty, you'd probably go back again. And so it's right. not even just about, oh, well, we missed this one time that they would stay. No, you're missing out on reoccurring revenue because, you know, if you're doing your job and, you know, you do provide a great experience, like you said, and you're not being mistaken by the other, the other hotel, mm -hmm. you know, you're probably going to get your, your customers or your consumers to come back again. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's move on and talk about Twitter because Twitter is actually where I started in social media. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, oh, I had so I much so. fun. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, I mean, if you can't tell by now and my longtime listeners know, it's really hard for me to be brief and short. Yes. And so Twitter, you know, I still use Twitter, but it has fallen by the wayside. So convince us. Why, as business owners, we need to use Twitter? Yes. And so I think the main reason and the reason that is overlooked the most is because Twitter, in all actuality, number one, it is the only true social platform in the sense that it provides a platform where people can talk to uh, talk back and forth with each other on the live feed or on the on, right. the, on the live news um, stream mm -hmm. uh, news feed, sorry. Uh, and so that in itself, allows so much transparency, allows so much um, brand awareness at scale because anybody can jump in and have this conversation, whether you're a business brand, a personal brand, whatever. Second thing is that 
Twitter is more so, this is my, in my honest opinion, and I, I'd be willing to argue this, but Twitter is more so one of the strongest social searching platforms there are, right? In the sense that if you go to www.twitter.com forward slash search, mm-hmm. you will almost find any and everybody talking about the product or service that you provide and or the problem that you solve. Right. So that in itself allows you to do tons of market research at scale, right? Mm-hmm. You can do it in a, in a, almost in a ninja way where you don't even have to engage them. They're coming, they're, they're willingly, you know, throwing up the problems that they're having with inside of your space. So not mm-hmm. only will this help you engage them, you know, on social media, but it also help you kind of tailor your product or service to fit their needs best. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because we see Twitter used a lot for those quick conversations and, and kind of those community building things. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about television programs that mm-hmm. now are saying live tweet with the actors. Yes. And, and, you know, the bad part is I always DVR my programs. And so I never <laughs> have a chance to do that. But, yeah. you know, it, it is a cool thing where you yeah. can do that. And whether the program sets it up themselves or people just start doing it with, say, you know, a football game or, you know, something, a, a movie, you know, whatever. It, it is those conversations are taking place. And and it's funny that you mention that because, you know, there are still people who say, oh, I don't want to be on social media for whatever reason. <laughs> they don't have time. They hate it. They think it's stupid. And, and, they, and then they say, and it's not important and nobody cares about my business and nobody talks about my industry. And I tell them, you could not be more wrong. You know, I don't care what the business or industry is somewhere on social media, somebody's talking about it. Now it might be a niche social media, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and depending on what it is, but they are talking about it. And more importantly, they might be talking about your business. So don't you want to be part of that conversation? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I don't, I could, I can't fathom not wanting to, um, use the platform and use the opportunity to engage in that conversation and the cool thing about Twitter is, like you said, it's not just, you know, uh, random, um, irrelevant conversation. You know, even when you, you have these events that are being scheduled um, that maybe are taking place that, that, that th- or sorry, when you have these events that haven't scheduled a conversation, like a mm-hmm. live conversation, it's still relevant, right? It, it, right. It's, and I think Twitter in, its, in, and, in and of itself kind of draws um, consumers that are a little more intellectual, right? Because mm-hmm. it has it, it has to be limited to you know 140 characters, so you have right. to be more more quirky or mm-hmm. you know uh, on on top of things. And so that being said, I, I I think it's just you know you you won't exist you know as a business and come come five, 10, 15 years from now if you're not pl- placing yourself there. It's 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 right. as simple as. Um, product placement, right? In a mm-hmm. sense, your social media presence is a product, and so yes. if you're not if you're not present, then you're not going to be found. One of the, this is what I tell my clients all the time: is if people don't know you, people can't pay you. Right. It's as simple. And as that. And if they can't find you, exactly. they can't pay you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and I think that's where businesses get confused, or they think, you know, I, I don't want to do this. You know, some of them will say, well, I have a website. And then, you know, there are those businesses who, who think they don't even need a website. And, and you know, maybe it is, say, a local restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they're doing very well and they don't, don't really need anything. But that, you know, maybe they don't need a website. But 
they could be posting their special of the day on Twitter or, you know, whatever. Um, there's a, a restaurant close by us here in, in Atlanta that it truly is one of these little diners. It's called Dolly's. Now, I've never been in it, mm -hmm. but I follow them on social media. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, and, and it's funny because they've been taken over by new management and new management who clearly gets social media. Right. Because every day they post their blue plate specials. Mm -hmm. And they talk about, you know, here's what we've got for breakfast. Here's what we've got for lunch. Sometimes they say, you know, come in and mention that you, you saw this and get a free appetizer, you know, whatever. And so there, and, and so it might be that I can't go that day, but I think, oh, hey, this is pretty cool. And so I will share it or I'll retweet it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they're using us to do their marketing. Exactly. And that's where businesses miss out. Exactly. It's simple as this, like, and, and even though I have a social media agency and I provide social media services, I'm fascinated with it and obsessed with it. At the end of the day, word of mouth is still the best form of advertising or marketing. Right. 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 And so you, you you have a platform to where not only can you control what's being said, but you're also influencing people to talk about what you're saying about yourself. That's right. huge scale. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and study after study has shown that, you know, we can see an ad for a product mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter where the ad is, you know, whether it's on social media or the billboard, the newspaper, you know, whatever. Right. We can see that ad over and over and over again. But when we see somebody post on social media, and it doesn't even really have to be somebody we know. But if we see a person post about that business product service, mm -hmm. we believe it so much more than anything else that we've seen. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? And, and I'm not huge into politics at all, but here's a... a perfect example of, of, of that in, in, in itself. This current, um, this current race you know, for, for the president uh, right. position, they use social media so much more than any other, oh, you know, yes. any other um, uh, uh, election yes. series. Mm -hmm. But what happened was is I think Donald Trump realized um, the power of it so well that it didn't really matter what was being said to a certain extent. It was just that that consistency and um, the, the the commodity of, of 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 the credit that comes along with anything that's being said online. Right. Right. It's so much harder now to kind of combat something because so many people may have taken taken a certain stance or uh, a certain message on and have promoted it that you kind of have to double double or, or, or second guess yourself and question like, mm -hmm. is this true or is this not true? Right. So it's 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 very powerful so long as you understand it and obviously are using it for you know uh, the right reasons and positive. Right. Well, and and of course Twitter verifies mm -hmm. that the person posting is that person. Right. Um, whether it's a celebrity, a politician, you know, whoever, and. So, and, and you're right, Donald Trump used it very well. Now, you know, love him or hate him, mm -hmm. he used it very well. Mm -hmm. And yes, there were some of his tweets that, oy. <laughs> um, but, but I think the people who read it in many ways felt like it was coming straight from him, straight to them. Right. right. You know, there wasn't, you know, and, 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 and so they believed it more, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there wasn't the, the, the canned fancy ad that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's, I think, where a lot of politicians are probably, you're right, going to be doing is, you know, they're going to start using that to really connect one-on-one -on -one with people. And even though, you know, you send out your tweet, and I don't know how many millions of fans he has, you know, so it was seen by millions of people. Right. 
people still thought it was to them. And, you know, and, and I like the celebrities or the whoever, you know, who, who actually respond on Twitter because they can do it so quickly. Right. So if you're a business that is doing that, it's like, ooh, they paid attention to me. Yes, exactly. That, and that's one thing that I, I love best is about the immediacy of, of engagement that social media provides, especially Twitter. Right. It's, right. It moves so fast. And that's what people are looking for, you know, in terms of, you know, um, you know, what we mentioned earlier, time in terms of time being people's greatest asset and the thing that they protect the most. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what Twitter does is it gives you that immediacy of, OK, this is what's happening uh, now. And here's your opportunity to respond like right now. And then right. 20 seconds later, you know, you may have another post that's talking about something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that immediacy and that visibility and um, the 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 ease of uh, of of getting in touch with somebody is just you know second to none in this day. Right. Well, and you know that's one of the things that I always talk to businesses about when they're using social media is they can't ignore it, and then they panic. You know, they're thinking, oh my gosh, does this mean I have to watch it all the time? Well, there's tools that will help you with that. You know, you can have emails sent to you, all these various things, and you know, and and. But like I tell people that are using primarily Facebook, check your page once a day. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying once a day. This is not panic time, folks. Once <laughs> a day. Now, right. clearly, if you're if you're engaging a lot, mm-hmm. then you might have to to do more. But you're probably also going to see more benefits from that. If you're using Twitter a lot, then you had darn well better be checking Twitter fairly frequently, because the worst thing is if you ignore somebody. I right. mean, you know, and and especially somebody who <clears throat> wants to do this with you. Exactly. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> sound effects. Love I it. love my sound effects. Um, you know, I, when I send somebody either post on their Facebook page or send them a tweet or, or whatever, and I am in essence saying, hello, I would like to do business with you. It, I give it 24 hours, yep. you know, cause yeah, there are things that, but if I don't hear back in 24 hours, I'm done. I go on to the next one. And you know, and, and I think that's sometimes where businesses panic is they are thinking that it's something that is a full-time job. And so, you know, we'll, we'll talk more later about services that you provide because that is something that you do for folks, but it really, if you get it down to a system, you can do it in a very organized and timely manner. Right. And that's, that's, that's part of the, the problem or challenge that we help solve for businesses. Like you said, is you know, um, having a strategy right in place for you to mm-hmm. actually take on this endeavor because it, it can be a lot. It is a lot. Um, especially when you get a little deeper into, you know, understanding the actual psychology and psychographic and demographic, demographic right. behavior, it can be a lot. However, mm-hmm. If you set yourself, there's ways to set yourself up for success on social media. Uh, and that is, you know, you need to understand there are certain tools that make, that help you, you know, do those time hacks. And mm-hmm. there's certain um, uh, behaviors and, 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 and um, uh, behaviors and things that you just do over and over again that, you know, if you can kind of write them down or, 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 or put them in a list. We kind of use editorial calendars and mm-hmm. other tools like that that help us. Okay. We know exactly what's going to happen, you know, long before it's going to happen. So that way we're ahead of the, ahead of the ball. Um, and we, we do our best not to miss anything that may come up. Um, right. and so that is, that is very important is it's the consistency of your presence and always be responding. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let's talk now about LinkedIn because it is a different type of social media platform. So what do you see are the benefits for using LinkedIn? 
Yeah, uh, well, first and foremost, you know, depending upon where you're at or who you're serving in your business or your industry or your space, uh, it's very evident that LinkedIn has a higher average of gross uh, income per user. So, right. you know, if you're, in, if you're a doctor or a lawyer or um, you're looking to attract those people as your customers, then obviously um, you can use that to your advantage to understand mm -hmm. that that's where the attention of that type of demographic is. Um, with LinkedIn, I think its best tool is its, is its publishing, right? In the sense that, you know, mm -hmm. your blogs right. that you can create. Um, that's, I, 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 would, I would much rather place a blog that's uh, intended for a person of that type of demographic there as opposed to, you know, um, medium, which is, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit uh, of a probably mixed demographic um, and a little bit more of a, a, a diverse demographic. So mm -hmm. for me personally, I think it's just that um, it's a little more professional. Um, so, it, you know, you can go there and you kind of already know what you're going to get. Right. Well, and LinkedIn is not for everyone and right. for every business. You know, and, and I think that's sometimes where people, you know, get caught up. It, it really depends on your business. You know, we've mentioned restaurants a couple of times. Might not be a good fit to be on LinkedIn. Right. Now, if you are a high-end restaurant, maybe your owner is on LinkedIn. Or if you have banquet and catering, maybe that person right. is on LinkedIn. So, you know, it all depends on what you're doing. But, you know, it, it is something that, you know, you need to, it's like you said, you have to think about who your target is before you're going to spend time there. Right. So I would say, I would say, you know, it, it's about who you're targeting as well as your objective, right? In the sense right. that, let's say you are, you know, just a regular mom and pop uh, restaurant. Maybe you have the objective of bringing on in, uh, investors or partners or things of this mm -hmm. nature. Right. I think it would be good to have a presence there in terms of right. your brand but of, of course, it's going, obviously, it's going to be a little bit different from the content or, uh, that you're pu pushing out on, on other platforms. Right. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, you know, those are primarily the platforms that I use. Okay. And I know there are so many more. So that's why I'm so excited about this because I get to learn. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk Instagram. And I, I, I don't have an Instagram account. Oh. I'm, I shouldn't admit that. I know. <laughs> I know, but but part of it comes back to one of those things that business owners always say is they do have limited time, and and so it's been my choice to not be on Instagram, but I I also know that has to change. Yeah. So talk to us about Instagram and who should be using it and why. Sure. So Instagram is almost a a product catalog, right? In the sense that let's say let's take for instance like my fashion accessories uh, online e-commerce store. Right. And we're going to say it again. It's Dapper Deals Club. Yes. There you go. Dapper Deals Club. So we use that platform not only to – fashion is obviously a, a visual business. But right. in the sense of you know going above and beyond in terms of brand on Instagram, again, you have to, you have to relate that content more to the value around, around the, the product that you're selling. So for instance, you know, let's say we, we, just, we actually just dropped a new line where – we have bags, uh, backpacks for the fall season and a couple of like um, layered accessories like watches and things of this nature. Okay. So instead of just taking that actual image of that piece and then posting it up and saying, hey, we just, you know, we just dropped this new uh, fall line for our, our customers. Instead, what we're going to do is we'll take that piece and place it in an environment that is uh, appropriate for that type of accessory. 
right? So now you're not only providing them the visual of the product, but you're also helping the, the consumer uh, visualize where they could actually wear this product. Ah. Right. So, and, and, and you know, that's a, that's a very easy example. There's some brands where it'd be a little bit harder, a little bit, little more challenging, but mm -hmm. that is what Instagram is for is for you to tell a visual story about the things that you do and, and the stories around the actual product or service that you provide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it is a younger demographic, but I think it, as with all of the, the platforms, the demographics expand as more and more people use them. Yeah. And so actually in, in the try and that's people's, you know, and that's a lot of people's, you know, first thought is that, well, Instagram is for younger, younger demographic. The highest user demographic on Instagram happens to be 35 to 45 year old women. All those huh. with all the cougar selfies. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. They're posting pictures of their kids. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, so it, it, it's funny though, you know, initially when it came about and this happens time and time again, over and over, it, it's, it's almost uh, a cycle. A, a new platform will come out and it'll be, a, it'll be made popular by the younger generation and then right. over time, it is going to age with inside of the marketplace. So if mm -hmm. you look at Facebook, right, it started out with um, college students. Right. Now, and then they graduated exactly. and, you know, exactly. and, and, or, you know, I, I always love it that the, you know, the younger gen, well, I'm not going to be there because my mom is there, <laughs> you know, and, and in some it's, and my grandma's right, there, right. <laughs> you know, and, 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 but I think it's because they see that it's so cool and so fun that yeah. they're thinking, wow, you know, I want to do that too. Yeah, definitely. Def not only that, but then also you have to take into consideration that, well, I mean, this is looking at it through the lens of a, a business owner or entrepreneur who may be older, but once you see that it's being taken on by and it, uh, by the younger generation and it's starting to evolve and, and grow up, you have to consider that attention is the asset, you know, as a business right. owner or as, a, as an entrepreneur. Um, and so as that attention kind of grows uh, and expands to other demographics or other generations, it, it's almost inevitable that you don't show up there as a business with your product or mm -hmm. service. Great. Okay, so really educate me now. What other platforms are, and, and we're talking, you know, the, the primary platforms, so not something that's very industry-specific or even something that's extremely demographic-specific. What other platforms do you use for your clients, and, you know, and, and why do you use them? Yeah, so there's, there's a couple. Um, in fact, the, the best way to kind of go about determining which platforms to use is, again, focusing or paying attention to attention. You know, where does the attention lie? Uh, okay. And so what I kind of do is I'll go in on to iTunes and I'll look at, you know, the, the top 10, top 20, uh, 20 apps and see, okay, how many downloads are there per app? Um, what has, is, has already been taking place, you know, with Snapchat, uh, who's up to, I want to say, uh, I think it's like 150 million viewers now. I have to go back and look on that, uh, on that data, data point. But Snapchat two years ago, people didn't really know about it. Nobody was really using it. But over time, I watched as it crept up the 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 list in terms of downloads. Mm -hmm. Snapchat is something that has so many people's attention, and it's garnered so many people's attention much faster than the other platforms because it's being it's 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 its concept is already being proven by the other platforms, mm -hmm. right? So right. Um, Snapchat Snapchat is one that I definitely use. I love Pinterest as well. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I do use Pinterest. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, Pinterest is 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 
actually very highly underrated. Um, Pinterest's ad platform is almost, I, I would, I would say, is almost as good as uh, Facebook's. It's, it's. Wow. I think it's better than Twitter's. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are some of the other platforms that we kind of use. Um, but it's really just about engaging that white space. You know, the 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 space where people are kind of rejecting that it's actually viable. If you can be mm-hmm. there first, then you have much more upside potential to when it does mature uh, in the marketplace and there is a tension there, um, you'll already have a foundation that's set. Right. Yeah, so so on those various platforms, you know, one of the things, and, and it drives me nuts, is the whole quantity, and I'm talking uh, about people who are connected with you, mm-hmm quantity versus quality you know we, we, our egos mm-hmm. demand that we have a high number of people who are connected with us yeah. or you know <laughs> worse the boss demands it and so you know what do you, what are your feelings about that yeah i feel very strongly about that and the reason why or what what upsets me the most is that people are trying to quantify the wrong things right they're looking at mm-hmm. ROI in the sense of social media as if, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's funny. Social media is all about relationships. It's, it's no different. Right. You know, it's, it's the way you quantify the relationship is, you know, how, you know, intangible things. How loyal is this person? How much value do, am I able to provide them versus how much value are, are they able to provide me? And so when we start looking at data points, yes, it's necessary. I think data should drive your behaviors. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's people out there with accounts of, you know, 150 million followers who have never monetized anything. Right. <laughs> so what's the actual ROI? You know, if that's mm-hmm. if that if you want to use that as your data point, you know, to say, OK, well, you know, this service was beneficial to me or not. Mm-hmm. What is it actually bringing back to you? Uh, what is it allowing you to do? I think it's more so about depth of the relationships that you have. And I think that, you know, a, a strong 50 account follower group that you're able to monetize a thousand dollars per per follower is much stronger than having a hundred and fifty thousand uh, follower account and not being able to monetize anything right you know and, and you know it could be that you're just providing information and so mm-hmm. that's totally different right. but but yeah it is something that it is funny because there there are definitely other numbers you should pay attention to you know how many people shared your exactly. post how many people liked it all of those various things. But again, it comes back to, are they the right people? Exactly. 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 I agree completely. And, um, that's, that's also something that is, you know, it's product placement. That's how I equate it in my mind is, you know, you can have 150, 150 million followers that aren't relevant to what you're offering. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it's more so about, really understanding your niche, your marketplace and your user, like, you know, and, and understanding that psychographic, psychographic and demographic behavior. So that way you can know best as how to, where do these people exist? Uh, at what times of the day are they on these, on said XYZ social media platform? Um, Mm -hmm. do they eat cereal or do they eat oatmeal in in the morning? Because that is Mm -hmm. very, those are two very different types of people. And when it comes down to actually providing a service or information, in order for you to resonate, it has to be with the appropriate person or audience. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and you mentioned the election, and, and I it made me remember a post that <laughs> I saw from one of my friends. And, and now he posted this fairly often. So this was important to him. Okay. And, and he would compare, and that was the only thing he was doing, was comparing the number of Facebook followers 
for each candidate. Mm -hmm. And so it was, well, you know, so-and-so is going to win the election because they have more followers. And then next <laughs> week, oh, now, you know, and, and pretty soon, you know, I started doing the math and I'm like, okay, if you add those two together, mm -hmm. it's more voters than we have. So clearly there were people... A, not in the U.S., right. who were, were followers, right. and B, people who followed both. Exactly. You know, and, and I think that, it, so it was a, that was one of those where, where quantity was way off, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, but it was just funny because that was how he equated that. And, but the, the reason I bring that up is, is sometimes not only is, does the, the boss or, you know, the, the business owner or whoever think, well, the, the number must be high. As consumers and as customers, sometimes we look at that too. You know, it's like the, uh, you know, the back to the restaurant example. Mm -hmm. You know, well, X, ha you know, restaurant A has a thousand followers and restaurant B has 20. Therefore, restaurant A must be better. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's why I kind of want, I, I kind of see social media and the services that we provide uh, kind of solving a problem. And maybe I'm just passionate about this myself in, as an individual, but, you know, I actually see social media being a platform that we can use to educate consumers to be smarter, right? right. I, I think that if social media is done right, it's going to force consumers to realize that maybe this isn't the right purchasing decision. Maybe this isn't the right brand that I should be purchasing from. Mm -hmm. And just because this this you know this uh, Fortune 500 company has may have you know 100,000 100, more followers than this you know. Um, then this mid, mid or the small business owner doesn't necessarily mean that I should do business with them versus the small business owner. Right, right. You know, and, and so the the person who's considering doing business, th they should be doing what you know we would call their due diligence. Right. They should be looking back at the posts. You know, maybe it's it's a business that has you know five times as many connections, but if they never post. Or if it's negative posts, or you know all those various things, yeah. then those numbers really mean nothing. Yeah, I agree. And, and and the thing is, is the transparency is there, right? So I think that's what social media has done is it, it's it's forced brands to be transparent. However, mm -hmm. again, the 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 other side to that story is the the education of the consumer, letting them right. know that well, just because this person again doesn't have you know five million followers, doesn't mean that they're not providing a better service or service right. beyond that service or product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that research, also make sure you've got the right one and it's not a fake account. <laughs> there you go. You know, and, and whether it's a politician, a celebrity, you know, a, a business, really make sure that it is the right one. And, and you can do that in a lot of cases simply by reading their posts to see, okay, does this really sound like it's coming from the right person? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I would agree. So, you know, we've got about 10 minutes left. <laughs> I want to talk more about what you do as, as, a, as your business because, you know, so many businesses that I talk with, when they finally realize, yes, they do have to be on social media, you know, they a lot of times come to that decision very grudgingly. <laughs> and part of that decision is they simply don't have time, right. you know, or they think it's a waste of time. I always love the people mm -hmm. who say, you know, but I don't want to be there because my wife uses Facebook and all she ever does is post pictures of the grandkids. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you need to look at it yourself and all those things, but, but it is a, a big time drain and, you know, sometimes it's the, the squirrel philosophy. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, I, when I work with people, I say, okay, set a specific time, you know, only do it for 10 minutes, whatever, you know, all these various things. But they're hesitant 
to to outsource it you know and and but if they're not going to do it themselves then they absolutely have to outsource it so tell us what your agency you know how your agency works with a business to really be part of that team definitely definitely so and and you 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 communicated uh the challenges of my business and of other business owners perfectly right um the first thing is getting them to understand that we care just as much as as they do about their brand and about right. the work that we intend to do for their brand because that speaks of our own branding, right? right. So it's it's a win-win. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. The way in which we go about making this seamless for our clients is uh, really there's a lot of education. And um, I think that's kind of obvious in the sense that social media is still very ambiguous and new. And so there's that education piece that has to be there. Uh, mm -hmm. We start with our phase one product, which is a social anal a complete social analysis and custom strategy that we build out for our um, for our clients. Um, mm -hmm. At that point in time, it takes up to about thirty days. We we take a screenshot of where they exist at currently in terms of their okay. social media. Uh, we take a screenshot of their competitors to see what they're doing and what's what's working for them, what's not working for them, um, mm -hmm. so that way we can kind of compress the time frame in which we start doing the the, the proper things or the right things. Um, and then at the end of that thirty days, we also also set up a complete custom strategy with, you know, when you should be posting, what you should be posting, who, what, when, where, what, where, and why. That mm -hmm. process can take up to 30 days. Usually it's a more, more so like a 14, two-week uh, turnaround time. At the end of that, we hand over the report. It's theirs. They get to keep it. And they can decide one of three things. One, this is awesome information. This seems like something that we can do ourselves, and we will. And so mm -hmm. at that point, we'd say, great, thanks for doing business with us. Who else do you have in mind that could you know, benefit from this, this right. product? Mm -hmm. Second would be, okay, they do have, you know, let's say, uh, an assistant or an intern or even a team, depending upon the scale of business, mm -hmm. um, in which they would say, this, this, this information is awesome. We need help integrating um, our team and, and, and educating them on how to implement these things on our accounts. Mm -hmm. So which, in which we would do either an on-site or off-site you know, uh, uh, a consulting or training type type okay. situation. Third and final would be, you know, the business owner who realizes that it is so much more advantageous um, to have somebody who does this for a living, right? Like, and, mm -hmm. and it allows them to right, focus. Because they have their own jobs. Exactly, exactly. And this is my biggest thing is, you know, where a lot of business owners are missing out is, is they're taking away time from doing the things that they already do so well because they mm -hmm. know that they need it but they don't want to invest and, and take on the risk of, you know, having somebody do their social media management for them. Um, and I think there's a lot of businesses that are losing out on business for that simple fact. Um, mm -hmm. But that would be the third and final option is, you know, say, they say, hey, you know, um, we absolutely love this and we want we would like, you know, you guys to handle this for us in which, you know, the phase one is already done. We kind of almost understand their brand as well as they do and what they're trying to accomplish over the next six months to a year, and mm -hmm. we actually get started with them. And so, um, there's 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 a an, an open door twenty four seven in terms of you know communication to and from the client and mm -hmm. what they're needing and what they're wanting. So uh, I think that's how we position ourselves in the marketplace to serve uh, at a at an exceptional level. Right. You know, and and I think that's you know probably, and this happens with all agencies is we've heard the bad stories, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so it just is a matter of learning and working yes. with the right company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. And I think the thing that, that 
sets sets different companies apart is understanding that you're in the business or the sorry un, uh, separates agencies apart from one another is understanding that you are in the client services businesses the the service that you provide or that you monetize obviously is social media management however mm -hmm. the service beyond that is the actual uh, client services so the actual relationship that you're fostering and, and building upon while you're doing while you're handling this clients or this 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 company's brand mm -hmm. and so that's I think that is the, the the focus of agencies should be the focus of agencies that want to succeed and stick around for the next 10 15 years right now do you research content yourself do you rely on your clients is it a combination yeah it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a collaborative effort and it, it has to be in my eyes because one you know we're not going to be at that person's place of business or operating with inside of their business on a day-to-day -day basis they are right. so they're going to be the ones who are fully entrenched in experiencing uh, all of the, the, the amazing stories that need to be told however we kind of have an understanding of and deal with on a daily basis of how the story needs to be told, what type of language needs to be used, when it needs to be said, and so on and so forth. So we help with the content creation. And in, in fact, we have a, a process of a, a client approval uh, system where they can go in and approve content. They can upload content that we can approve. So there's there's a, a, a systems of checks and processes, uh, checks, and, okay. checks and balances in place. Mm -hmm. Now, do you work with specific industries? I mean, are there there ones that are your favorites or ones that you really focus on, or is it pretty much just across the board? It's really across the board. I like to deal with, in terms of you know, uh, clients, not specifically industries, in terms of clients, I like to deal with clients that are forward-thinking, that understand that they have to be doing something different than what every other brand is doing, or else they're going to get every other, brand's, um, every other brand's results. Um, mm -hmm. I like... I like clients that obviously have the budget to spend and um, understand that they are that they're investing in their in their sales in their business, and that uh, social media is not an overnight game. However, there's so much potential and upside um, by going to where the attention of the marketplace is in today's current day and age. Right, and it's funny that you mentioned that word budget <laughs> because you know so many businesses will say, "Well, social media is free." Right. <laughs> And and even if you're doing it yourself, mm -hmm. it is not free. Right. Now, yes, the platform is free. Right. So let's just kind of, you know, but, you know, and, and but there are paid versions, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, LinkedIn is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. But it's still taking your time right. and all of those things. So it's ne it's never free. Right. And I think that is kind of where sometimes people get mixed up. And and so they might, again, be thinking, oh, well, I can do it myself. But it's like we said. Is that really what they should be focusing on, or should they either outsource or hire somebody you know internally to do it? Right, right. I, I think the only reason you should be doing it is one, you're just getting started, and mm -hmm. you know you don't may, you may may not have the resources to do so, or two, you uh, are an actual media company, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, because outside of that, right, you know if you're in any other industry or space or or provide any other product, that should be your focus. That's what you mm -hmm. do. And um, in order to scale and serve at a higher level, you have to be able to, uh, to understand that, you know, you can't, you're, you can't do it all yourself and that right. there's other people who know how to do it better. Well, and you mentioned right at the very start, 
the platforms are continually changing and evolving. You yeah. know, what it looks like today, it might not look like tomorrow. And, and of course, we're speaking about Facebook. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, and, and then, of course, the really funny thing is what I see might be different than what you see. That always is just very confusing. Yeah. Um, but, but you also, you know, as an agency and somebody who does this more, you know the nuances of how to advertise and how to do things like that. And so, you know, we, we have just like in, in a minute, you know, cause I have a couple more things I want you to okay, talk about, sure. but so in just a minute's time, tell why advertising on social media is a good idea. Yeah. Actually paying money to do this. Definitely. Definitely. What, well, actually advertising on social media is so advantageous because it's not like the advertising of, of yesteryear, right? Where you have commercials, which aren't viewed anymore because we watched you yourself said it, <laughs> you, right. I DVR. exactly. You DVR or you stream or whatever. Um, you know, uh, billboards. Nobody actually, when you're driving down the road, is looking at billboards. They're looking at their phone, right? That right. The, the new TV of today's day and age. And so, what, especially with on Facebook, right? Facebook is a um, is not just a social media platform. They are a data collection agency. Mm -hmm. And what they allow you to do is use the data of their users to target your advertising. So now, instead of paying five thousand dollars for a stagnant ad on a billboard you are directly and intentionally targeting the people that um, you want to put your message in front of and that it's relevant to. And so there's a lot of ad spend that is, that, that is uh, more efficient and no longer being wasted because you're using social media. Right. Well, and we're not talking about a ton of money here, folks. No, no, no. You know, I run <laughs> ad campaigns on Facebook where, where I'm doing, say, a boosted post mm -hmm. where I boost it for $50. Right. You know, and, and it's being seen by 20,000 of the the, the people that I designate, I want it exactly. to be seen by. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, Great. it's amazing. <laughs> okay, Drake, we're almost out of time. Right. So tell people how they find you and how they connect with you online. Sure. So all of my personal social media handles are going to be at Drake Rio, D R A K E R E A U X. I know that's a, a mouthful. Um, and then if you want to see everything that's centralized, you can go to my about me. It's about dot me forward slash Drake Rio. And that will have all of my company information, two different company companies information, as well as my personal information. Okay. You've got a minute left. Okay. Tell us about your other business. Yep. So Dapper Deals Club is a, an online e-commerce store that sells fashion accessories um, that we came about. Me and one of I, I co-own, me and my partner came across uh, just last year that we've had been having a blast building. Um, it basically brings accessories that are modern, elegant, timeless pieces uh, two entrepreneurs actually. So I think, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's been fun and it's going to continue to be fun, um, as we build out and, and serve more people in, in terms of, you know, providing them the style that they're looking for. Cool. And what's the URL? That's going to be at Dapper or, or actually www.dapperdealsclub.com. Cool. Cool. Well, Drake, this has been absolutely fabulous and we definitely will continue this discussion in, in the future because, you know, I love talking to somebody who is as in touch with social media as you are. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. That um, this was this was like one of the best experiences that I've had on an interview, and so I look forward to continuing that conversation as well. Well, see, now <laughs> you're just guaranteed that you get to come back. You know, you speak nice about the host, and she has you on again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. I look Great. forward to. It. Well, I've been talking with Drake Rio. We've been having a great time. I am Deb Creer. It's easy to find me online, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. And to everyone out there, have a great week.
Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.